Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. Hannah Eve is the CEO of the current agency, helping women start, grow, and scale marketing agencies from scratch. Hannah has a lot of great tips for us today here at the breakfast table, so let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Glenn. Whenever you say prodigy, I feel like, like, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, August Rush. Like, you're the only person who's ever called me that. I don't exactly know what I did to deserve that. Thank you. Um, it's a big title to live up to. Um, you live it every day. You don't have trying. to live up to it. You already, you, you do it every day. <laughs> trying, trying. Um, good morning, everyone. There's some people here that I haven't seen in a while. Grant, I don't know if you're in here right now, but I haven't talked to you in forever, I feel like. Um, but if you're here, hi. David, hi. Some of my favorite hi. people. Oh, hi. I miss you. I uh, know, man. I, I, you know, I, I miss you too. I haven't been on here as much, and you probably haven't either. I've been busy doing life, but it's, it's good to see you. Everything good? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good. Everything's great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that was such an amazing conversation. It's cool how sometimes the most incredible conversations are the ones that weren't really planned. And so much of what was said is are, are things that I really deeply resonate with. Um, Glenn said that confidence comes from competence. I tend to say something similar. I usually say that confidence comes from commitments you keep to yourself. So just another take on it. Um, but if you're new to me, my name is Hannah. Um, I am 23, but my birthday is in two days. So last time that I will be a 23-year-old entrepreneur, soon to be a 24-year-old entrepreneur. So, whoa, stay tuned for that. Also moving to New York City on- Then you won't be a prodigy anymore. Then you'll just be normal 24-year-old success story. Okay, so I'll just ride. I'll just ride this out for forty-eight more hours. Ride it out for forty-eight more hours, girl. <laughs> I'll add it to my Instagram bio, maybe my LinkedIn too. Um, I'm moving to New York City on Sunday or Monday. I don't have a flight yet, but just know that I'm moving to New York City. So that's my life update in case you're interested. Um, but if you're new to me, I'm Hannah. I own a marketing agency that is currently based out of downtown Chicago, soon to be Chicago and New York. Sorry for the noise. I'm outside by a pool and there's water things happening. Um, we specialize in growing businesses that are focused um, to millennials. I have a team of over 10 millennial women. Um, so I have an all-woman team. So I'm always here to talk about being a woman in business, entrepreneurship, marketing, social media, digital strategy, all of those things. I'm also a big mental health advocate, and that's really my shtick. Um, today, I am going to talk about abundance and scarcity because it's important. Um, but I'll just be transparent because that's how I like to of my life. I've been having like a tough, like a tough week. So if anyone else has been like overwhelmed with work or random stuff like a move or family things, just know that you're not alone. Know that I'm there with you. And I try to keep it real. I literally made a TikTok about this yesterday that I feel like the number one thing that no one really tells you about being 
a business owner or an entrepreneur and then you just you feel it when it happens is that sometimes some days some weeks you literally feel like the most on top of the world successful competent human ever and then the other other times you you feel like everything could just fall away in an instant and like you're disappointed in yourself and like you're failing and it's like this paranoia that i believe almost all entrepreneurs and business owners and successful people face and i didn't realize that i was um that i was not the only one feeling that way until i started speaking about it this week to a lot of different people in business and they're like yes Hannah, like this is exactly what every business owner experiences so i've been going through that lately i've been lacking on my meditation and all that stuff so just sharing that with you in case you are too know that you can get back on track at any moment and that you don't have to be perfect all the time in order to be successful um, I said that confidence comes from commitments you keep to yourself. I haven't been keeping a lot of them. Like I haven't been meditating daily. I haven't been eating well. Um, and I'm just sharing that with you, even though it might seem counterintuitive to inspire you if you have, if you haven't been, you know, on your game lately, to know that you can literally get back on it at any single moment and that not everyone up here is perfect every single day of their life. So just wanted to keep it real. Um, I'm going to start talking on abundance and scarcity, but if anyone has anything to say to that effect, feel free. But I would feel like a fraud if I stood up here and pretended like I'm on my game at the moment because I'm not. And I think that's okay. Hannah, it's Tamara. Um, I just think that this morning has been so powerful and it's, it's that mental health advocacy piece that I think everyone can attune to, but nobody really talks about. And they see um, the billionaires, right? The millionaires, the money, they look into the wealth concept, which is what we're gonna unpack today. And they think that it's all picture perfect. And we know that money is not the answer to joy. And so I love that you're sharing this so vulnerably and you're allowing us to the inside scoop, right? This is the truth of the matter. And it's the way that all of us get to link arms and help you rise in that. And so just affirming you in the incredible, incredible um, mentor that you are, and, and that's not meant to put weight on your shoulders, but instead just to allow you to uh, give yourself grace in that because we're allowed to be fully seen. And that alignment piece that you said you're missing, I've sensed a ton in the last couple months because I pulled my back out and I wasn't able to do my physical routine and my nutrition was off because I wasn't in that mindset and it all parallels because the more aligned we are the more our momentum just continues to grow traction and we rise others in that experience so thank you for being honest and I'm excited to learn from you as always this is Tamara I'm done for now oh thank you so much yeah that that means the world and totally there's so many different things that can throw us out of alignment um, I was speaking with my therapist yesterday because I've been having anxiety about this move, which is interesting because in the beginning, like when it all happened, I had no anxiety. Um, and I said, like, I just need to put blinders on and, and listen to my gut and remember why I made this huge decision. And she's like, it's not even about putting blinders on. It's just about finding peace in the noise and, and moving forward no matter you know what's going on. Um, and I think that that's so rarely talked about. Like we often talk about extremes, like 
super in-depth routines and incredibly high-level performance, which is aspirational and amazing what we all want to aspire to. But when that's all that we talk about, it creates this this really, um, I think, counterproductive black and white thinking where if you're not at that level, a lot of people will just wait or do nothing when truly that best thing that we can all do is just keep going, moving and moving forward. Any action is better than no action. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone that it doesn't have to look picture perfect to be productive and successful. And no matter what yesterday or even this morning or even the last five minutes have been like, um, you can still have an incredibly productive day. And that's a choice that we all can make. And I hope that meant something to someone. <laughs> no, I think it's so powerful. It's also to realize that that picture perfect is a mask that puts you into isolation. And that's the last place that especially somebody um, looking to make such a global impact like yourself. And I think a lot of us who are in there have that same shared heart. If you're isolated, there's no way you can possibly make global impact because it takes all of us together. And so I just I just really honor that. And I've, it's a part of my story, so it really just touches my heart. And I already am getting messages of all the other people saying the same. So we honor you. Oh, thank you, guys. Um, if anyone has anything else they want to share, 100% feel free. It's an open conversation. If not, I'll dive in. But I, lo- I love to add some value. Yeah. I lo- I love the transparency and the vulnerability. This is Marquise down there with the green background, because oftentimes we lose sight of our humanity in pursuit of our goals. And the reality is that our goals are important, but they don't define who we are. But because, as she mentioned earlier, that's all we talk about, we miss the reality that we also have that sense of mental wellness that we've got to spend time developing, cultivating. And that only happens with solo and meditation and interaction with others. So just wanted to say, Sarah, thank you so much for opening the conversation, Hannah, for continuing it, and Tamara, you as well. Hey, Hannah, it's Sarah. Hi, Mama. Hi, love. So one of the things that I actually really love that you're saying, I actually think it really ties to the last segment with Bill and Grant as well, this idea that Um, discomfort is part of growth. Anxiety is part of growth, that change. Like you're stepping into the next moment in your career. You're taking that level up. You're going to New York City. Hey, level up. Uh, It's very on brand, Hannah. (laughs) Um, And the fact that you're saying like, and I'm uncomfortable in this, that's so important, right? That it's not going to feel good and easy and in your comfort zone um, when you do those things that are going to take you to the next level. And so to me, like it just really tied together. you're kind of giving yourself that push to move. And you're like, hey, like, it, that's why they call it growing pains. You're like, this feels uncomfortable. Like, I'm already a badass, but I'm doing these more bigger things. And it feels uncomfortable. And I think being honest about that is so powerful. And um, I just echo what's been said and what Tamara said. And I just love you. I'm so proud of you. And I can't wait to hear the rest of your segment. Thank you. I, you're, you're the best. I love you so much. Thank you. And in case anyone's confused, like, why are you moving to New York? I really don't have a reason Um, I was there visiting friends and I kind of looked around and I was, I thought to myself, why don't I live here? I've lived in Chicago really my whole life. I went to college in Indiana. I didn't go abroad. Um, and there were so many people to meet with and, um, I have so many great friends out there. Um, and 
you know, this, this past week I've had some anxiety, which I think is, is normal. I'm leaving my family and, you know, I, I, I have never even seen this apartment that's substantially more expensive than the one I'm currently in. Um, and I'm in a year lease and, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and I have to figure out, um, the window air conditioning thing that I don't really understand. And there's a lot of things. Okay. And I'm sure some of you are laughing at, at my ignorance about the air conditioner, but I think that that adds to the whole picture. Um, anyway, the reason I'm doing it, I remember two years ago when I moved to Chicago after college that, you know, the idea of paying rent was, was a stretch and was scary. And the responsibility that came with that was scary. And I had to grow into that personally and professionally and financially. And I almost feel like my time in Chicago, it's kind of like a, a level of a video game that I feel like I've completed, at least in, in some regard. Um, so the idea of New York scares me. It's a lot more expensive. I don't have the comfort of my mom being a half an hour away. Um, it's new. I don't have a routine there. Not that I even have a big routine here, but I don't have, you know, it's all new. And I think that that's good because it's like, like Sarah said, it's like a pair of shoes that are a little bit too big for me now, but I have to grow into them, you know? And, and I know that by, having this new lifestyle and being in a new place, that's a bit of a stretch. It's going to force me to grow. Um, I talk about my therapist often cause she's normal and not, an, or she, she's not a normal therapist. She's amazing. She's much more like a coach. And we were talking about it yesterday. Like I have, I'm fully aware that I have a lot more right now than people could ever dream of in a lot of respects. Um, but I'm someone that won't, that isn't satisfied with, without growth. Um, it has nothing to do with money or size of a company. It's, it's growth that I'm addicted to and, and constantly crave. And I'm likely going to end up back here in Chicago, probably one day to have my family. And this is the time to do it. So that's why I'm going, um, because I'm too comfortable in Chicago and I have to get uncomfortable to grow and to take my business to the next level. And I know that. So I'm kind of scared. I don't really know who I'm going to have dinner with all the time, but I'll figure that out and um, it'll be okay. <laughs> hey, Hannah. Um, this is Shirley Ann down at the bottom. Um, first Hi. off, kudos and congratulations to you for stepping out and dreaming. And as I'm listening to you, you took me back to when I joined the Army which meant I had to leave my family and I had to leave comfort zones and I had to open myself up for whatever training that came my way because I wanted to be a soldier. That was my goal. So I wanna encourage you that every time we moved, there were some people we knew there and then there were people that we did not know there. But what we did know was the foundation. We understood the purpose of serving in the military. And we accepted the fact that in order for us to grow, we had to move from duty station to duty station to meet people that we never met. And I just wanna encourage you, like you said, you've got some friends there, you know, you'll kick it with them, but then you're stepping into destiny for yourself. If you stay in Chicago, which you have clearly identified, your company's not gonna grow 
the way that it needs to grow. One of the things that I also liked about what you said, Chicago is big city. You're going to another big city that brings familiarity, just some different stores maybe or different environments. But I just wanna encourage you not to be anxious, to believe in your goals, to believe in what your mom and your parents taught you and go work it. And you will be amazed at the promotions that will come your way because you left one duty station to go to another, to serve other people and to meet people. You're gonna do well. Thank you for letting me pour into you. Oh, Mother Shirley Ann, you're always such a blessing. Hannah, greetings, beautiful young queen. Oh my goodness. First of all, congratulations on these big moves. So proud of all you're doing. Um, listen, I too just moved to New York <laughs> from DC. I actually moved back to New York so I can help my 88-year-old mother. So within a two weeks, I, I became kind of a bi-city liver, if that's a term. So listen, I get it. And girl, these uh, air conditioning windows, oh my goodness. I totally forgot until I got back home. It's like, what's up with these air conditioning windows and the rooms that have none? And this is just how a lot of New Yorkers live and no one knows. So I get it. Also beautiful. I am a um, psychiatric medicine physician, psychiatrist um, of uh, over 25 years. I'm also a coach um, supporting top achievers like you to do just what you're saying. You know, how do we make these transitions? You're a leader, but we have real feelings, real life issues. You know, so how do you gain those right people, those mentors at the new level to just help you with this transition? So I really commend you that as a leader, you're doing one of the greatest things you can be doing right now in terms of speaking to us about the vulnerable places in real time. That is huge. Uh, we're here to support you. I'm here to support you. So proud of you. And uh, I need to be getting out of the house too. So we'll hook up. I'm in Strong Island. Ask your friends what that means if you don't know. Okay, we love you. I sent you a DM and with you all the way, dear, congratulations. Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. I've been so unexpected and, and sweet. And I appreciate all of you for like, cheering me on and being there. It, it means honestly the world. Um, thank you guys so much. It'll be it'll be an adventure. Hey, um, yeah, one more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thank you. Because you were vulnerable, you got what you needed. I'll just make it basic. Closed mouths don't get fed. You're getting fed to do what it is that you need to get done. You just got a major connection from Clubhouse that can even meet you and, uh, okay, Dr. Colleen, I'm putting you out there, maybe even be a mother figure for you to help you maneuver and navigate. But had you kept that anxiety within yourself or just amongst you and say your therapist, the growth that you're getting right now, you would have never gotten. So I salute you for overcoming fear and stepping out and helping others say it's okay to ask. If I can also add um, Hannah and Colleen, um, I'm a native New Yorker 
and happy to share all the places that I frequent to relax and just get that mental, just open-minded break from just the everyday grind. And I would say just if you're going to live in the city, city, uh, invest in earplugs uh, because the fire trucks are real and the ambulances going by is real. Um, but other than that, happy to share some of the cultural things that I do. Um, I was born and raised here. Um, I wouldn't, I have lived in other places, but home is where your family is, where your heart is, where your passion is. And you never really leave home. You just take it with you. So just don't feel like you're leaving home. You're just coming to a new one. So happy to connect. I sent you a, a little back uh, message with my number and cell, but happy to help anyone who's new to New York to make it feel like home for you as well. Thank you. Hannah, this is King, Alpha Six father, but I am so proud to hear you open up and be transparent. I am going to say something to you metaphorically. You can't be a little bit pregnant with your destiny. You will have to birth and you will give, you will have some discomfort and the birth pains will be there, but you're about to birth another level of excellence. I'm out. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, you're all so inspiring and absolutely amazing. I think that Michelle wanted to say something and I wanna make sure that she gets a chance to GI if she wanted to, if not. Yes, hello everybody. Good morning, Grand Rising champions. Just amazing. Hannah, you know, it spoke to me. Um, I went to 17 different schools by the time I went to college at Tuskegee. And mainly it was because my grandmother, who only went to the third grade, told my mother, you know those army guys, they have a man, every a woman, everywhere they go, every post. So any place that uh, he can go, you should go. My mother literally did that. I mean, I'm, sometime we went to, you know, two or three schools in one year. But my point is that because of that experience of just moving and, and looking at moving um, in a different way, I love change. With every change has brought growth. It has forced me to grow in different ways, see things in different ways, receive people in different ways. And, and I believe that, you know, some of the anxiety is, is more about um, just using the strategies that have made you successful, amazingly successful at a young age. Those same strategies you're going to use in New York, just in a different environment. And you are more than ready. I want to encourage you that this is just the beginning of things you haven't even imagined. This is GI, God Inspired to Help Women, Veteran, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders Grow. Thanks. Blessings. Thank you so much, everybody, um, for, for your kind words and, and your you know, validation and, and everything in between. Definitely wasn't expecting that this morning, so it means the world. And you're absolutely right. What what happens when you're vulnerable and transparent and honest is um, really, really special. So thank you guys. Um, definitely needed that for a million different reasons. Um, but I want to make sure that I that I touch on 
abundance and scarcity because um, it's it's really uh, powerful and it's something that I want to bring up more. Um, it's, in my opinion, a huge driving force of, of meditation and manifestation and why it works. And it's a gigantic mindset shift. Um, oftentimes when people think of abundance, they think about money. Um, but I don't know why. That's never really been my default. I was actually in a, a group coaching program one time and we were talking about abundance and she said that, that, that usually people think about abundance in terms of money. And I thought it was so interesting because I'd actually never thought about it in that, in that way. I've always thought about it. In yes, terms indeed. Of I just submitted the changes. Oh. I thought we did that before. But oh, changes have been submitted. submitted. Okay. Good job, Michael. Doing big <laughs> things this morning. Um, <laughs> but anyway, a lot of people do associate abundance with, with money, which is amazing, but just know that, um, that abundance can be associated with everything from relationships to, to happiness, to health, to opportunity, to, you know, faith and, and everything that you want to call into your life. Um, so this is a quote by Stephen Covey, who, who's done a ton of work, um, really, um, you know, kind of, uh, the, I don't know what the right word is, pioneering or championing or, you know what I mean, uh, the, the whole abundance versus scarcity thing. Um, he said, people with a scarcity mindset tend to see everything in terms of win-lose. There is only so much, and if someone else has it, that means there will be less for me. The more principle-centered we become, the more we develop an abundance mentality, the more we are genuinely happy for the successes, well-being, achievements, recognition, and good fortune of other people. We believe their success adds to, rather than detracts from, our lives. So scarcity, a scarcity mindset is, is this false belief that there is a fixed amount of, of whatever we want. Whereas abundance is that there is an unlimited amount, therefore we can achieve unlimited things um, and, and everyone can achieve you know, unlimited good things. Um, all right, so I'm going to read some, uh, some, I don't even know what to call them, like, like, like thoughts, like mindsets, and you'll see what that looks like in an abundance mindset and what that looks like in a scarcity mindset. All right, so abundance is there will always be more. Scarcity is there will never be enough. Abundance, when you're in an abundance mindset, you collaborate to stay on top. When you're in a scarcity mindset, you compete to stay on top. When you're in an abundance mindset, you embrace change. When you're in a scarcity mindset, you fear change. I don't want to keep saying that, so I'm just going to read the parallels and I'll read abundance first and then scarcity. Share knowledge freely or you won't share knowledge at all. You're generous with others or you won't offer help. You believe the pie is constantly getting bigger or you believe the pie is constantly getting smaller. You think big and embrace risk or you think small and avoid risk. Um, so that's a little intro into abundance versus scarcity. I try to break it down because I feel like, you know, we, we often, oh, my mom just brought me coffee. I already had some. I'm speaking at my weekly segment. Do you want to say hi? You're on your segment? Yeah, I'm live right now. Do you want to say hi, everybody? Sure. Well, you're, you're here. They're, they're hearing you now. Oh, hey, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize I was live. Hi, Amy. Hi, Mom. Mom. Hey, guys. Hope everyone's doing well and enjoying the summer and balancing work and, and life and time for you. <laughs> it's a challenge. 
<laughs> See you guys. Are you going inside? Thank you. Bye, Hannah Mama. <laughs> Bye, Mama. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I've been spending a lot of time at like my family home before I go to New York for a couple different reasons. I don't know. I just, I know I'm leaving. So I've been spending more time here. Um, and it's, I love being outside in, in the, in the summer. It's beautiful here. Um, she just brought me coffee. That was so sweet. Anyway, uh, maybe she'll come back out and we can sneak in a couple of questions, but stay tuned on that. Um, okay. So I'm going to read a couple of questions and in your own mind, you can just say yes or no. All right. Like, yes, it's true or no, it's false. I find opportunity in all situations, even if it isn't desirable. I'm always willing to share knowledge, contacts, and compassion with others. I'm unsure about the future and believe tough times may be ahead. I need to make sure to appear as the best if I'm going to succeed. I feel empowered and engaged in my work. I'm working on something bigger than myself and I have the ability to perceive other angles and actively listen. So let's go through these. If you find opportunity in all situations, even if it isn't desirable, that's an abundance mindset. If you're always willing to share knowledge, contacts, and compassion with others, that's an abundance mindset, right? You know those people that are always gatekeeping, they're not wanting to share their contacts or their connections. Um, sometimes this will even, you know, uh, translate into people not wanting to share where they bought certain things. Okay. That's, that's the definition of a scarcity mindset, right? You feel like you need to hold on to everything so tightly. Um, if you're unsure about the future and believe tough times may be ahead, that's definitely a scarcity mindset thought. All right. Um, having faith that there's amazing things ahead and having faith that everything will work out and whatever's yours will come to you. As long as you, you know, you, you live with purpose and, and do what you need to do. That's an abundance mindset. Um, so I hope that that paints a little bit more of a picture. Um, Wayne Dyer said that abundance is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. So abundance is available to everyone. It's not something that we have to try really hard to get. It's just literally tuning into the frequency, the way that we would tune into, you know, a radio station to allow that to flow to us. So many of us are blocking, um, great things and, you know, I, the reason I was transparent this morning is because I know that I've been blocking a lot the past week, two weeks. Um, sometimes we get so caught up in, in work and, you know, our, the things that we have to do to be the best versions of ourselves go to the wayside because they're kind of the easiest things to put on the back burner initially because like, you know, it's very easy to say, yeah, of course I don't have time to meditate. You know, I have to go, uh, sit in meetings all day. Right. But if you do wake up 10 minutes earlier to meditate, the, the performance, the outcome of those meetings will be exponentially greater. And it's a really slippery slope once you start letting that slip. Um, but all of those things, the, the eating healthy, the taking care of your body, the, the, the way that you speak to yourself and others, all the things you can do to tune into that frequency are what allow abundance to come, right? Um, I'm going to walk you guys through two loops. First, we're going to walk through a scarcity loop and kind of how it presents itself in our lives and then an abundance loop. And then we're going to kind of talk about this for a little and then I'll, you know, head out. Um, all right. So the scarcity loop kind of begins with fear. An example of that is I'm not good enough. I'm not talented, etc. 
then that leads to anxiety. That fear turn, turns into anxiety, which manifests itself as thoughts like, everyone is better than me, I'll never be good enough, etc., etc., etc. Then that anxiety turns into poor, wait, there's an airplane flying above my head, so sorry if that's really loud. I live kind of close-ish to O'Hare. Um, okay. Then that anxiety turns into poor choices. So those are choices like gatekeeping, gatekeeping information, being hostile towards others, not collaborating, not sharing ideas, etc. Those poor choices lead to negative outcomes. So for example, if you are operating under the belief that work is no longer fun and you're out of ideas, that will turn into you losing friends, you performing poorly at work, you losing your job, etc. Okay? And then it goes back to, to more fear because then there are negative outcomes and it's, just, it's a circle. It's a loop. The abundance loop begins with gratitude. Um, if you've ever done like a manifestation meditation or an abundance meditation, gratitude has come up. Um, gratitude is really the core of abundance and calling in goodness to your life. You have to be grateful for what you already have. Um, gratitude can sound like a million different things, right? But being thankful for everything that you have, for your health, for your family, for your ability to express and feel things deeply, like everything that you're grateful for. And that gratitude transitions into peace of mind. So that sounds like I enjoy my work. I feel good about what I do. I know that I'm a good colleague. I know I'm a good friend. You have peace of mind about your life because you're grateful for everything that you have, right? When you are operating under like fear and anxiety, you're not grateful for, for what you have in the moment. Um, so that gratitude turns into peace of mind. Those peace, that peace of mind turns into wise choices instead of poor choices. And those wise choices are things like collaborating and sharing ideas with others, being open to learning new approaches to work, not being so stuck in your own way. And those wise choices lead to positive in outcomes. Um, so, you know, that can be a promotion at work, um, fulfillment, you enjoy working, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you can see how it really manifests itself in, in your life. And, you know, I'll speak freely. I was obviously reading from some, some notes I had there, but I'll speak freely for a little bit. You know, it's, it's almost like grasping at sand, right? Like it's, it's like when you try, it's easy to think about it, I think in terms of relationships, cause that's something that everyone can, a lot of people can relate to. It's like when you try too hard to hold on to something, that's when you lose it. So when you try too hard to force something, which is often what we do when we think that when we lead with fear and a lot of us do this because of wounds from the past or our childhood, whatever that is, whether it's abandonment or, you know, whatever, we operate under this notion that we have to try so hard to make it work or to get something or that people will leave. So we have to do X, Y, Z to make them stay. And that often will apply itself to work as well. And there's a huge difference between, you know, forcing something and working hard. I'm the biggest proponent of hard work. I often work 15, 16 hour days. Trust me, that's not what I mean. It's when you're forcing something because you believe that it isn't destined for you, that's a whole different story. When you can know with conviction that there is abundance, that everything that you want, everything that is meant for you is going to find its way to you, 
then you can focus on just doing the work that's in front of you rather than doing it because you have this anxiety that it's not going to get done. That abundance will actually bring so much more opportunity into your life because when there's a client that's a huge pain in the neck, good job, Hannah, for watching my language in Breakfast with Champions, it's a huge pain in the neck, you can, you can feel good about letting that client go because you know that there are so many more amazing high-paying clients there for you in the future, right? It's often the reason why people will stay and settle in relationships because they have a fear that they'll never get anything better. When you believe that there is so much abundance and so much good, it allows you to not force things so much and you end up calling in things that are so much greater, opportunities that are so much more financially abundant, people that are so much more enriching to your life. And it really has to do with gratitude and trust. And it's kind of a hard thing to wrap your head around. But when we talk about, you know, before, why it's so much more important the way that you um, present yourself and what you actually say, think about it. That's why people that, that, you know, are dating and they're super, super desperate, they don't, they're not the people that get a second date. The same as when people, you know, walk in and they're desperate for a job. And I don't mean hungry. There's a difference. Desperate, they're not going to get it. You have to have confidence. You have to have that. You have to know the value that you can provide to other people and to know that if you don't get this job, you know, even if you want it and you know, you can absolutely kill it. There are so many other amazing jobs out there and those people will be so lucky to have you and you can add so much value there. And it's okay if the specific thing doesn't work out because you know that whatever is meant for you will find its way to you. So if you're new to that whole thing, it's probably going to be, you know, hard to wrap your mind around. I'll keep talking about it because it's super powerful and transformative. Um, But that's abundance versus scarcity mindset. And if you're like, how do I get out of my scarcity mindset? Um, Read Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein and start meditating and start journaling. And I'll give you a tip. I don't know if Jen Gottlieb is in here. Um, I don't think she is. But actually, funny story. Um, Jen Gottlieb and I are, my mom and her dad um, grew up. They went to high school together. Um, And they're still super, super close. I grew up seeing her family whenever I'd go to Florida, but Jen and I had actually never met like her and I, um, until about a month ago when we finally got coffee in New York, which was so long overdue because I've literally grown up spending time with her dad and her grandparents. Um, but anyway, Jen and I were talking all about this and she's so amazing. And she told me this, this thing that she does. So complete credit goes to Jen Gottlieb. She does a present gratitude so she writes down like everything she's grateful for today. That can be everything from a cup of coffee to her dog to her, you know, her parents' health, everything, big and small. And then a future gratitude, which is basically a way to manifest. So it's everything that you know you're going to be grateful for in the future. So for me, I could say, you know, I'm grateful for healthy kids and for being on Forbes 30 under 30 and for, you know, X, Y, Z, all the things that I want to call into my life. You're writing them in the present tense. And I thought it was a really cool thing that she shared with me and I've been doing it and I really recommend it. So if you're, you know, trying to switch your mindset or you already like meditating and manifesting and all of that, that future gratitude and the present gratitude is a really cool little trick. She like literally 
draws a line down her paper. On the left, she does her current gratitude. On the right, she does her future gratitude. And it's super powerful. So we've got 15 minutes left for conversation and questions. I hope that that was helpful and not too wooly for you guys. But yeah, that's abundance and scarcity. Anyone can talk or ask questions or contribute or expand or all of the above. Hi, I'm Janice, and that was wonderful, Hannah, talking about that. I just have to expand on, um, you were talking about relationships and talking about scarcity, and I just wanted to share something that I learned a little while back. When we treat money like a relationship, it starts to flow and work. And so as you were talking about, you know, let's look at the way, and I'm a female, obviously, and I looking at a male, and if I look at him, like, I have to go get him, I have to get that, and th that's going to repel someone, it's going to repel money. If you just let it flow, I love money, it's okay to say I love money, you know, I love myself, and when you start looking at money like a relationship that you want to have with a significant other, it starts to just come to you, it just starts to be there. When you chase after it, or when you're scared of it, or you don't don't want to lose it, it all goes away just like the relationship with the other partner. So there's my two cents for the day and thank you very much. I'm so excited to hear about your trip to New York, or not trip, your move to New York. So I look forward to hearing more about it. I'm Janice, I am Den. That's funny Janice because my mom keeps telling me to just think about it as a trip whenever I get anxiety. She's like, just think about it. You have this house here and then you have your New York apartment and you don't have to be there all the time because you're so lucky you can work from anywhere. So so it's kind of funny because that's that's been my when I when I get super in my head and anxious, I've just been thinking about it as like a as like a trip, which is kind of funny. So um but you're you're totally right. It a hundred percent when you it money is the hardest to come by when all your focused on is money. It's 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 when you it's when you totally let go and know that it's going to find you. That's everything, right? That's why people find loves of their life when they're not actively looking. It's it's exactly why. It's crazy. Yeah, this Hannah. is GI. Can I jump in for a minute? Duh. Hey lady, so you know this abundance thing I love uh for several reasons. Like when I talk to girlfriends and they're going through, my first thing is like, you don't love yourself more than that. And I think it, it goes back to self-love and understanding your gift and that your gift will make room for you and that God would give you the capability and the capacity um, for the right people. And then, you know, you, that rejection is your protection. And it goes back to something Miles Monroe said that I just live by. When you don't understand the purpose or the value of a thing, abuse is inevitable. So when you chase after people, clients that don't match your gift, that don't see your gift as a present, abuse is inevitable. This is GI, God Inspired. Always a pleasure. All the best, lady. Thank you so much. And um, um, there's so much power in being able to say no in every regard. And I, I say that as, as someone, you know, when I started my company, I had to say yes to every client. I, I mean, I remember using this app called Dave to take out a $75 loan to pay my groceries in college. So when I say that I needed to 
say yes to every client, I had to say yes to every single client, no matter who it was, no matter how much they would pay me, I had to say yes. Um, now there is so much power in being able to say no and being able to walk away and, and knowing that, you know, this, this isn't a great fit. This isn't worth my time. And, and there's something so much better that, that deserves my energy. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love that. Hannah. Uh, this is Dr. Colleen again. Really, really loved your presentation. And actually, I had wanted to kind of focus in on my scarcity versus abundance teachings and all, and all because I've been dealing with this with my move back to New York with my family. So I wanted to ask you maybe your thoughts on how I can uh, navigate that with grace. I think I'm doing fair. But, you know, it, it is a big trigger for me. So, you know, just back to the scarcity mindset of, and of course, I've done a lot of work. You know, we're coaches, we're, um, you know, we've done a lot of training and so forth. Um, but, you know, my family hasn't, certainly my mother hasn't. So um, the, you know, just even the little things like, okay, we used, she used a paper towel and like saves it because it's not totally, you know, you know, it still can be used. Um, you know, when I grew up, we're literally there. There was nothing. We we uh, migrated from Jamaica when I was five, and so literally starting over and figuring out. This is in like 1968. How do you, um, you know, maneuver uh, life in the U.S. and then in New York of all places, right? So you know, having, having like one packet of Kool-Aid and you're literally s stretching it to make five different portions of, 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 you know, beverage. So just saying that to say the level at which that kind of is ingrained. So, you know, of course I'm, I'm home and seeing that and getting triggered all over the place. <laughs> so, uh, as a fellow just moved to New York, uh, person, does anything just come to mind on how I can continue to navigate this? When you started talking about this, I wanted to like run into the room where my mom is so she could listen, but I'm preparing to see a patient soon, so I couldn't really do that. But the timing of this, you know, is is so good because I wanted to take some time just to focus on this subject. Thanks. Yeah, of course. And my mom is walking outside right this minute. Mom, does me being home trigger you? No. No? Why? Because sometimes when I'm home, you trigger me. Oh. <laughs> it usually just goes kid to mom, doesn't go from mom to kid. No, I think I annoy you when I, like, leave dishes around and stuff. It just took me half an hour to clean up the kitchen. It, okay. But do you want to tell them? I, I told, I, so my, okay, so Colleen, my... No, don't pull the chair. Can you just wait two minutes? Okay, fine. Pull it out really. Hold on. She needs to make noise really quickly. I'm muting it. Oh, God. Okay. That was really loud. Um, anyway, so I'll, my mom was not here to hear what you said, Colleen, but she'll get context by what I say, and then maybe she'll have something to add. Colleen just moved to New York, back to New York to take care of her mother, and her mother's doing things that annoy her, and she's triggered, and I relate to that very much so. Um, what I'll tell you. And oh, like, boy. I'm going to move into the room where my mom is. <laughs> Be gentle on me, guys. I mean, I can't, I can't begin to relate to, like, obviously being an immigrant or, you know, 
it's so different and everyone has a different experience. But um, I think being with your parents as an adult is hard for everyone. My mom's nodding. Okay. That means yes. Um, it, it, it's weird. It, it like, it like brings out these like weird childlike. You regress. You regress. Yeah. Like literally you do. Um, I think you also get vulnerable and like you let your guard down, even if you're taking care of a parent, I would imagine on some level, cause there's still this level of safety. So I think, you know, you can like affirm yourself and know that that's, that's difficult for everyone. Um, but also like doing everything that you can to put yourself in the most stable position mentally to handle those little things that annoy you like the paper towel. Like my mom does so many things that annoy me all of the time. She's laughing. Um, but I'm still here, even though I have this beautiful apartment half an hour away because I want to spend time with her, you know, but um, it's so my advice to you, there's one specific meditation that I've been obsessed with lately and it's free. If anyone wants to DM me, I'll send you the link. It's like literally on insight timer. I don't make a dollar. I randomly found it and tell them how great it is. It's life changing. You guys really, it's yeah. helped me a lot. Yeah. It's really great. It's this one random 10 minute meditation on insight timer. Um, it's so amazing that my mentality coach, Jack Gould, um, listened to it the morning of her gender reveal for her baby. Like she listened to it twice. Um, it's completely free. I am not associated with it at all. Just some meditations like are really powerful, but the right ones are really powerful. So that would be my advice to you. Also, I would encourage you to do like a brain dump, like literally just get a blank notebook and set a timer for five minutes on your phone and just write out stream of consciousness. You can include all the things that your mom's doing that annoy you. Um, and you know, anything, it doesn't have to make sense and it can be messy. What my mom's raising her hand. Yes. And, and take time apart. You need time apart, whether it's going for a walk or, or going to work out. You just, you know, take, take time apart because that intensity can, you know, just being together can be overwhelming without breaks for both of you. So you'll both mm -hmm. be better off if you, if you each take breaks for yourself. Wait, don't go inside. I have five more minutes. Mom, Just you sit. have to stay because my mom's here now listening to this. <laughs> hey, hey, mom. She's taking care of her eight-year-old This is one mom, one mom to another mom. Hey, how are you? you hey, good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I did also, um, I'm a, a mother and I'm a daughter. And you know, I've taken care of my mom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes the people who were closest to her are the people who are roughest on us because... You know, we're so emotionally linked to each other. So, you know, my my suggestions on just speaking from my life experience is to, to take breaks and to be gentle on each other and to really um, try to understand what the other person is going through. But also to cherish that very special relationship that is the foundation underneath this high vulnerability. But you know, we, we can get upset with each other, but then just, you know, go take some time for yourself and come back and, and love meditate. each other. Yeah, medit meditate, go for walks. You know, I've been doing a lot of walking this summer and I find walking to be just an incredibly grounding experience. And if you can't walk, you know, looking outside, looking at the sky, looking at the trees, connecting, connecting with, you know, nature and the world, even if it's through a window can be helpful. My experience. Hope that helps you guys. This is wonderful. Say it again. Mike. I can hear you. Must say it up. This is wonderful. This is Colleen's mom. 
everything that you say it is so <laughs> it's so fitting because um sometimes i she gets annoyed i get annoyed but it's so wonderful that you have someone who can really express themselves because i know that all is well then you know everything is well she's a wonderful daughter and i appreciate her coming here mm -hmm. to help take care of me i i love her to my heart and mm -hmm. all is well thank you so much for that thought this morning god bless you oh. have the best day and to you too oh i hope that that was helpful that was so it was so touching and, and sweet you guys are amazing wow hannah and hannah's mom thank you so much you know it really says a lot my mom does not really speak she's certainly not going to do that with a whole lot of people here so that really speaks to the power in this room you know the true pure hearts you know that would attract that energy to have my mom respond and say that much very powerful hannah you're a powerful lady and your mom oh my gosh appreciate you love you and i'm here for you if you need me hey this is king jumping back in you guys one of the things that i found everything that i do i do from a pure place with the intent of building great memories and that's one of the things so the small stuff it counts but it don't count so I do it from a pure place with the intent of building great memories. And it's always a loving experience in the end. I'm King and I'm out. That was so amazing. And I think that I'm so touched, you know, I'm, I'm so touched that, that your mom spoke and that we were, you know, able to, to remotely relate or help. I'm sure that there's, an unlimited amount that, that we could learn from you and your mom and and then you know so so that's that's so humbling and, and awesome um but it's it's hard mother-daughter dynamics are are difficult i mean you know when i when i was a teenager like when i was in high school we absolutely went at it and now navigating this this relationship um you know with with me as an adult it's it's significantly easier in my opinion but it's different and being home, it's it's challenging, and um, you know, family family relationships and family dynamics aren't simple for for most. For most people, it's really complicated, and I I can one hundred percent relate to that. Um, you know, my mom and I got in a in like a, a huge fight last week, and then like for an hour and then we're just like all right this is stupid like we're, we're over it but you know that that happens and there's always gonna be triggers you know that the question started with you talking about things that trigger you like I get triggered all day every day I'm an I'm a hyper emotional being um like I, I I have anxiety and I I you know so I have to try really, really hard to do things like meditating and manifesting and walking with my phone turned off and all those things so that I can tolerate distress, right? Like I see a DBT therapist, it's all about distress tolerance and, you know, um, and when I let that go, like I have the past couple of weeks because I didn't make it a priority, it's, it's really hard and, oh my God, I don't want my phone to die, I need to plug this in. Um, I really hope my phone doesn't die. Hold on. 1% anxiety. Okay, plugged in. 
Um, see, that's my anxiety. Um, anyway, um, I hope that this was helpful for you guys. What a cool segment this morning. We definitely talked about a lot. Thank you, Colleen and your mom for such an unexpected. Oh, you didn't leave. Oh, my mom's back. I'm just coming to say goodbye. You're coming to say goodbye. Oh, I'm yeah. saying goodbye to you. Okay. You want to say goodbye? Hey, bye everybody. Hope you have a good week. Hannah's birthday. Hannah's birthday is Friday. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Happy push day, mom. <laughs> yep. Happy delivery day, mom. Bless <laughs> you guys. Um, hey, you guys are Kyung so amazing. You guys are so awesome. I'll see you guys next week. Back here at the same time, I'll be reporting live from New York City. So I'm sure I'll have many stories to share with you. Um, if you want that, the meditation, just DM me on Instagram and I'll get that link over to you. But I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. DM me. Do you want to say bye? Oh, wow. Gave me a kiss. Bye. Okay. Kissing Hannah, saying bye to you guys. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, 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 Mom. Bye, Mom. Thank you. So beautiful. Bye, Hannah. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.